Welcome back to the show. I'm Travis Chappell, and I believe that if you can connect with the best, you can become the best. So after creating 800 podcast episodes about building your network, I've come to realize that networking is really just making friends. If you're doing it the right way, anyway. Join me as I make friends with world-class athletes like Shaquille O'Neal, entertainers like Rob Deerdeck, authors like Dr. Nicole LaPera, former presidents like Vicente Fox, or even the occasional FBI hostage negotiator, billionaire real estate mogul, or polarizing political figure. So if you want to make more friends that help you become a better version of yourself, then subscribe to the show and keep on listening because this is Travis Makes Friends. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Freestyle Friday here on the Travis Makes Friends podcast. This is the episode where we just kind of do what we want to do. And today's episode is all about podcasting do's and don'ts. And we have quite a bit to cover. So let's go ahead and jump in with our quote of the week. This one comes from Larry King, one of the undisputed goats when it comes to interviewing. He said, I remind myself every morning, nothing I say this day will teach me anything. So if I'm going to learn, I must do it by listening. And with that, Let's jump into today's hot take. Everyone should start a podcast. And look, I actually explained why uh, back in 2022 at an event hosted by my friend Dan Fleischman. So check this out. So multiple of you guys up here either have your own podcast or go on podcasts. Why is podcasting so important? Uh, yeah, number one thing is your network. Um, I tell people all the time, if you have, if you have zero intention of ever gaining a huge audience or monetizing your show or becoming the next Joe Rogan or, you know, fill in the blank, it's still 100% worth it just for the connections. You just heard uh, Brad Lee in here talking about the same stuff. And I know personally his podcast has opened up doors for him that his business wasn't able to open up uh, for him, even though his business far outweighs his podcast in terms of revenue and clients and things like that. So um, your network is number one thing. Uh, Credibility and authority in the space that you're in is 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 another huge thing. One of the interesting things about podcasting comparatively to a lot of the other social media platforms, including YouTube, is that nobody can see how many people pay attention to the stuff that you're putting out. Um, So if you create a podcast and somebody else in your industry also has a podcast and you have great artwork and you have good guests and you do a good job and you have professional sounding audio and things like that, they're probably going to perceive you as a little bit higher authority than somebody uh, who maybe doesn't have a credible show or does not create content um, at all. And the third thing I'll say, and I'll, I'll throw it off to somebody else, is that in terms of social media, it is by far the best platform for building uh, relationships with the people you want to build relationships relationships with, meaning that 80% of podcast listeners listen to all or most of an episode after they hit the play button. It's unprecedented across any other social media channel. YouTube, I think, would be number two, and it's, I think, average watch time. Somebody else might know better than me. It's three and a half minutes. I saw, saw Sean Cannell in here earlier. He'd probably know, but three and a half minutes, four minutes is average watch time YouTube video. So if you're putting out an hour, hour and a half long podcast episode and 80% of your listeners are listening to the majority of that episode, you're spending a much higher amount of time with that person than you would be by posting YouTube video or putting a picture out on Instagram or something like that. That is it for today's hot takes. So let's go ahead and go right into the breakdown. Joining me for today's breakdown is my buddy, Chris Van Vliet. What's Yo, up, this is going to be great, man. Thank you for having me on. Welcome again. Appreciate Again, it. Always good to be seated next to you. Always fun, dude. Let's have a good time. Today, we're talking a little bit about the Full Send podcast, which if you're not familiar, it's one of the top, I mean, I mean yeah. top 10 probably. Yeah, I'd in, say. Yeah. And yeah. everybody's talking about this specifically. So if yeah. you weren't already paying attention to Full Send, you are now. You're talking about this now. The Full Send podcast is actually one of the top 10 most popular comedy podcasts really in the world. 
And Andrew Schultz is one of the fastest rising comedians in the world, one of the top comedians in the world. He co-hosts Flagrant, which is a massive podcast of his own. He has a comedy special that racked up 17 million views on YouTube. I mean, huge. So an episode of the Full Send podcast comes out featuring Andrew Schultz as a guest. It sounded like it was going to be a really great episode, but instead it resulted in this weird catastrophic interview that might be potentially one of the most awkward podcasts of all time. I think we lost him. <laughs> no, my fault. I don't even know where I was going to go. Where are we at? I have no idea. Um, Schultz talked about the disastrous episode on Flagrant recently. And if you take the time to think about it, it kind of works as a masterclass of like what not to do when you're hosting a guest on your show. That's right. Check this out. It sucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, I think I told you guys. I vividly remember. Yeah, it was just like <laughs> one of the worst podcasts I've ever been on. So what exactly made this the worst podcast Schultz has ever been on? Because he goes on a ton of podcasts. Well, based on his comments, you can deduce the top three things that set Steiny and the rest of the crew up for complete failure, which are also the three things that you should avoid when you're going into your next podcast interview. Number one. Lack of presence. Yeah, that's exactly what was going on there. The first thing that Schultz expressed frustration with is that Steiny was constantly looking at his phone throughout the interview. I don't get it. What bothers you the most right now? Nothing. Nothing bothers you? You look at your phone while we're doing this interview <laughs> and everybody's seeing disinterested. Were you yeah. looking at notes or, or, or texting girls? Notes. Notes. Yeah. I'm trying, what do you mean? Me taking time out of my day to do this and then feeling Dude, like I've I'm never forcing been, you guys to do the podcast. I've never been more <laughs> excited to do a podcast. Say again? I've never been more excited. I'm sorry. I don't apologize. No, don't apologize. You asked me what annoyed me, and I gave you an honest answer. Wait, are you being serious about that? Yeah, that annoyed me. Rookie mistake. And Schultz makes a great point. If somebody at his level, or really, honestly, anybody, that's like taking time away from their life, their career, their family, to go do an episode on your podcast, you yeah. just have to respect that. that. Like Respect, that's all it is. It's yeah. just respect. Like Don't be sitting on your phone. Don't look zoned out. Like Just don't be disengaged. This person is giving you their time. The very least you could do is give your time back to them. So be present, express appreciation that your guest is there, and then show legitimate interest. And even if you're not interested, at least pretend that you're interested. Yes, it's worth it to fake it a little bit. Like, yeah. Just have some respect, guys. Come on. So number one was lack of presence. Number two, lack of preparation. And this this one just drives me crazy. Look, far too many podcasters treat their interview as a robotic game of 20 questions. Mm. They default to using the same cookie cutter questions with every guest or even the dreaded first question, oh, right? Like the, the worst. Hey, uh, hey Chris, um, I know that you're on my show and it's my job as a host to interview you and ask you questions based on the research that I've done mm -hmm, ahead of time mm -hmm. so we can have a productive conversation. But why don't you go ahead and take four or five minutes and tell me everything about yourself? Why don't you uh, introduce yourself for our audience? Yeah. That is the worst thing. It didn't happen in this interview, by the way, but yeah, that is yeah. the worst thing. But these are the types of questions yes. that, yeah, it, it, these all stem from the same problem, which is complete lack of preparation. It bothers me when people do this to me. Yeah. And I have about one one thousandth of the fame that Andrew Schultz has. So like, I can't imagine him being like, oh yeah, they asked me to come on the show. Now I'm going to go on the show. And this, like, they don't, they don't even know like who I am, what I do, like anything about. And now you're going to just come up with just these random questions or you have a talking point maybe that your producer threw out there, but you have no idea how it relates to their actual life. Have you ever made a joke where you thought it was going to go really well and it went really bad? Yeah. 
a Google search for 15 minutes before the interview will give you at least some insight into what's happening. And look, I get that the Nelk boys are crazy busy. They've got a lot going on. But if you want to be doing this, especially Mm -hmm. the level that they're doing this right now, just take, like you said, 15 minutes to find out who is this person and what are they all about? It's like doing a UFC. It's like you're going to go fight, you know, Khabib or Conor McGregor and you just like don't train for three weeks leading up to the fight. You know, like if you are a professional at that level, doing millions and millions of views, making millions and millions of dollars from the show. Yeah. You got to put in like some effort. Consider the old iceberg example. Tip of the iceberg is what you can see. Right. But there's this huge mass of ice extending far beneath the surface of the water. And as interviewers, we should be like that in a lot of ways. We have questions and we have talking points at our disposal, but it's the foundation. It's a wealth of information that's accessible on short notice. Now, this isn't to imply that you have to be an expert on the subject, but it's important that you have like a more than basic understanding of the subject and who the guest is. And this is one of those things where it's like, if you know a bunch about them and then they turn left, you can go, oh, I know what they're talking about. I can ask a follow-up question about that instead of going, well, I asked question number three. Here's question number four that's completely unrelated to everything we've been talking about. Exactly. Which always, as a guest, makes them feel, it makes you feel good about yourself. It makes you feel like, oh, this person actually did some research. They know something about me. I think one of the best compliments is, you know, I do these junket interviews where the movie star is in a hotel room doing 40, 50, 60 interviews a day for like, you know, three days straight. And if you've interviewed them before and you walk in and they remember you, oh, hey, Chris, it's Mm. good to see you again. That is like such a compliment of like the last one must have been not just good, but also memorable to allow them to remember who you are remember what your name is. That's like, that's just something that's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that The Rock or Margot Robbie or whoever we're going to insert a clip of here (laughs) remembers who you are. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a, a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash 
Travis. Just go to Indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. So number three, and lastly, lack of authenticity. This is the point where Andrew Schultz ripped Steiny to shreds. I do sense that you're playing a bit of a character, and I don't have as much of a tolerance for characters as I do for authenticity. You don't think I'm being authentic? I think in certain moments you were, and that kind of like irritates me. And right now you're making this podcast about you, which is the most boring part of the conversation. <laughs> we have much more interesting people to discuss whose lives are more fascinating. No? no. Oh, fuck. I don't ever want to do a podcast again, straight up. <laughs> Even that doesn't sound real. You might have just retired him. Oh, straight no, up. I Why the fuck would I ever do this shit again? <laughs> Authenticity is an overused word nowadays, and frankly, I mostly avoid using it, but it's probably for a good reason. Okay, if you've ever seen people who embody the fake it till you make it persona, then you know how annoying it is to see someone that's trying to be someone else just because they think that's what they think people want them to be. How exhausting is that? Like, I can't imagine trying to be a version of my, like Schultz asked him several times, like, are you being you? you? Are you playing a character? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Not a good thing. And people are going to like see through it most of the time. And then you'll just be creating like way more distrust with your audience. And how are they going to trust anything moving forward from there? It's like the opposite of what you're supposed to do. Yes. You know, like you create content to build trust with your audience. Yes. So if you come across like inauthentic or like you're playing a character or you're disinterested, it's just like, who, who, who are you? Like how long can you keep that facade up? And that's the thing. Like you can do it for a few minutes, but like podcasting is like, that's a long form medium. You're going 45 minutes, an hour plus here. So to keep that up for an hour or longer and people see right through absolutely that. You, you can you can keep it on like a you know instagram picture or whatever you sure. can like almost any other platform you can pretend to be a different version of yourself yeah. when you're doing these like two hour three hour long form interviews you are going to come out at some point yeah so it doesn't make any sense to put any effort into being anything other than who you are right and schultz sees right through it during this interview and i mean it just builds distrust yep the guests they're they're going who are you and why are you doing this? I I don't like you and I don't trust you. And remember being someone else is ultimately pointless anyway, because you will always attract more of who you are. So if you try to act like someone else, even if you're successful in doing so, you're not going to be happy with your results because you will have attracted people who aren't your people. Instead, you can just be genuinely you and the people who find you are going to stick with you because of you. Look, I'm still shocked that this podcast even got released because I like they recorded it, I believe, in November. Yeah, last year. And yeah. then it kind of leaked out that there was, you know, this these, these tapes that weren't released. And right. Like terrible. the only episode Full Send ever recorded that wasn't being yeah, released. It was so bad that they couldn't put it out. Yeah, the leak was interesting because it, it, it made you think that it was kind of Schultz's fault. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so I think what happened is like once it kind of leaked, then Schultz was like, hey, Release the podcast, like show everybody what happened. Yeah. You know what I mean, because this uh, this is not me being difficult. You know, what's going to be really interesting is this is probably going to be one of their most downloaded episodes, yeah, one probably. of their most viewed episodes, especially from Schultz's audience. One hundred percent. Yeah, who are going to be on guess whose side? You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean, right? So that's our three big lessons from the Steiny Schultz debacle. Chris, thanks for joining me on the show, dude. Thank you for having me. Of course, as uh, usual, I'm always happy to have you come on, man, and. 
kind of speaking of that, Chris and I are actually working on something really cool. If you're a content creator, a podcaster, you're an entrepreneur who creates content, um, and you're just sick of doing all the work and not seeing any results for any of the work that you're putting into your content channels, uh, then you might want to check out some of the stuff we're working on. So follow the brand new Instagram account at fulltimecreator.co. Um, over on Instagram. Dude, I'm excited about this. It's going to be fun. We get hit up all the time from people that are like, dude, how do I start a YouTube channel? How do I grow a YouTube channel? How do I start a podcast, grow a podcast? We're all going to come together here on Full-Time Creator so that you can become a better creator and hopefully become a full-time creator. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for spending some time with me and my friends. If you want to be better friends with me, then head over to travischapel.com slash team to subscribe to my free newsletter, Your Friend Travis, where I share what's on my mind about life, building a business, raising kids, being married, and anything else I would normally share with my close circle of friends. That's travischapel.com slash team. And my biggest ask of you since I'm sharing my friends with you is to share this episode with a friend of yours that hasn't listened to the show yet. Then leave us a quick five-star rating in Apple Podcasts and in Spotify. It would mean the world to us as it helps us make sure that this show continues to be more valuable to you. Thanks in advance, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.